is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 124.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Resident Evil 4 Remake. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, well, last we left off, we had defeated the lake. Lago. Um, a lago. And uh, Leon is spitting up blood and he passes out in the in the boat. Everybody's infected. Yeah. And so um, chapter four, we wake up in the boat and we're like, what the hell was that about? And so we continue on uh, to the dock, uh, the fishing dock. And I th correct me if I'm wrong, this section was not in the original, right? Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you that. I, I'm pretty sure before you just, you know, it, it might as well have been a hallway, right? You fought the, the lake, and then you moved on to the next section. Here, you've got a, you can explore the lake a bit, and there's caves and there's little docks to explore, and it's definitely a bit more interactive. Yeah, definitely a lot more open-ended where you can pretty much go like you you can jump back on the boat go go to go all around the lake if you want to there's even like a sunken ship or like a, a, a I don't know a derelict shipped ship that you can jump on there's a treasure in it um I enjoyed this part because you you still had that hub you could always go back to the merchant and save yeah. your game and then come back out if you wanted to I did I did a quest for the the merchant where I had a uh find this giant bass. Yep. Yeah, and, I did that uh, one. Yeah, I got that. Um done a lot of those yeah, now. I, I don't know if I picked something up, but it shows me where all like the little blue medallions are. Did you buy a map? I did, but it sh it was showing me them before I bought the map. Cuz mm. I was like, what do I need this map for now if it's already showing me all this stuff? Because my first time through I basically missed one in every section. I had like four out of five in two different sections. And at this section or just after this section, you get to do a little backtracking. And so I was able to go through and clean up and get a bunch of extra spinels. And yeah, I did the bass. I, I shot a few pythons and snakes and you know, I was able to clear up a bunch of those little side quests. Yeah. I, um, I'm I'm not skipping any of those. I'm trying to get them all. the The problem now is like I have so many spindles that I don't. I, I, I there's nothing I really need. Um, my arsenal has kind of remained the same. I I I sold my original shotgun and bought the riot gun. Well, I should have done that. So wasn't it on sale? Did he have it on sale, or it might have been something else? Yeah, so like, he might have, yeah. Every chapter, he has a different thing that's on sale that you can purchase. The problem is, I don't, I'm not running out of money, because I got that extended treasure map thing from the, the Deluxe Edition. I've got so much freaking money. Like, I could buy whatever I want to. The problem is, I don't have room in my pack for it. Yeah. Um, I'm carrying four guns at the moment. I just did a pretty good upgrade. Um, pretty close to where I ended. Um, I've still got my, my, my normal handgun, which I've upgraded quite a lot. 
Um, I picked up the Magnum, the Broken Butterfly. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that one was on sale, so I got the free recipe for Magnum rounds, and I think it was a discount on the Magnum itself. Okay. Um, I sold, because I've, throughout this section that we're talking about, these three chapters, I've used the bolt gun a fair amount, and I've never felt like I liked it. I cannot stand it. I think it's useless. Yeah. I, it, it, it is a last resort weapon. It was nice because they give you the five free, like, explosive rounds that you can attach to the bolts. And I love the idea yeah. that you can reuse the bolts, pick them up, although I, I forgot to do that both times I, I pulled it out to actively use it. Um, because I, I actually don't feel like I have a lot of money. I feel like I'm, I had, when I made this one big flip on weapons, I had to sell weapons. I was like, I'm not sure I want to, but I ended up selling the TMP. I had the TMP for a while with the stock. Um, and I, I didn't mind it, but it felt pretty basic and I'm starting to get access to, you know, or at this point in the game, we're starting to get access to better weapons. So I bought an upgraded like assault rifle um, with a sight and then the broken butterfly is a magnum and then I've still got the original shotgun and the original handgun. Gotcha. So I'm feeling pretty pretty beefy at the moment even if I don't have a lot of ammo and I have no money to buy more ammo. So that's the, the, the DLC handgun that I had been using. That That's, that's a staple for me. It can hold like 24 shots. Oh, nice. I've got it fully upgraded. Um, so I've, I've been using it a lot. Um, the shotgun is really, I have been pulling it out for boss fights and I did pull it out for like, you know, crowd control just a little bit. Um, the, uh, the, the crappy bolt gun. Nah, nah, nah yeah. I, I need, honestly, I need to sell it. If we're, if we're being honest, get get some room in there for that Magnum that I'm going to be purchasing. Yeah. I heard that, um, that the remake is better with giving you more money back for your upgrade. So you're not wasting as much money by upgrading your early weapons. Right. So I think you get more back for them. So I, I'm not about yet to sell my handgun. Although at some point I assume I'll, move up to a higher level handgun and use that for the rest of the game as my handgun. Um, I, I, what was that called? The red nine, the yeah. Mauser looking gun. Yeah. I purchased it, used it once and said, nah, I'm good. Really? Yeah. Cause I was eyeballing mm -hmm. that one. I don't know how many more there are in the game, but I was looking at the red nine and just maybe saying, maybe I'll make the switch to that one. Upgrade as far as I can. Cause I think that's got the highest, base power it it does it's a powerful handgun it, it you have to kind of get the stock for it otherwise it's it, it's you you know with, with my regular handgun that i got i can pow 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 with the mauser i'm like just too slow pow, it's <laughs> slower it's a lot slower um and that 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 just wasn't jiving for me yeah maybe then just, for the slow i'll just what? keep the magnum Right, I'll keep the yeah. regular handgun as a nice, quick, agile, you know, kneecapping Ganados wherever I can. Yeah, that's that's uh, more my style. I'm probably gonna sell the Red Nine and the Bolt Bolt Thrower. Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. done with both those. I haven't picked up a regular rifle, although now that I have this assault rifle, the Stingray, that's pretty cool. 
So what's the what's the magnification on it though? Uh, not great, and I would say, see, I, I can't actually tell if I like the scope. So I got the Stingray, and it's got iron sights, which actually take up so much of the screen. I don't like that I can't see what's happening around me. But then I got the scope for it, and it feels like it takes a second or two to focus once you bring the scope up. And I don't like that either. I don't like that delay. I want to know exactly what I'm aiming at because, you know, I'm fighting someone. There's a, you know, there's a little growth in its back that I'm trying to hit, but I can't actually see it that well because of the the second of focus time. So I don't actually know. I wish there was like a regular, like maybe you never put a red dot sight on a, on a rifle, but some other type of scope. Maybe there'll be a better scope later that I can replace this one with. I like the gun, but that's it gets a little hectic, and I can't actually see the screen in either scenario. Yeah, I haven't even bothered with the rifle, so I don't know. I only used the TMP a couple of times before I sold it. I, I had no desire for the TMP. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know why. Not really my favorite play style. Because I feel like you have to get up close and personal. And I feel like if I'm going to do that, I might as well use a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, you want that that punch. Knock him back. But, uh, yeah. Um, Going through this lake area kind of thing, we're trying to grab... um, So the main thing is we're we're trying to get the key to the church. Yes. Uh, And we know where we can get the key, but we have to have these two heads to put on these altars. And the heads are on opposite sides of the lake, so we're going back and forth kind of thing. One of the puzzles for one of the heads, I have no idea where, where you could find the answer. I can't remember which one it was. It was not the one. So I, I, I could find the answer to one of them because it was like spray painted on the walls. Yeah, I think both of them were spray painted. Okay, I wasn't paying attention at the first one, and I was just like, I, I, I'm pressing buttons here. I had, I was like, I'm looking it up. I don't know uh, what I'm doing. So I looked that one up, and then when I went to the next one, I was like, oh, I see the symbol spray painted. I was like, did I miss something? I was like, whatever. I just yeah. keep going. Like, I, I, I'm, I have limited time. I'm too old for this. The harder one so. for me was the smaller, the one that's by, it's like a small little cabin room, and there was a way that you could climb up to the top, and yeah. it was harder to identify the spray painted symbols because you had to line up yeah. like the windowsill with the wall in the background. Yep. So that's, could... that's that's one I figured out. So, mm. so I, I think the other one was it was in that general it was in the it was the bigger of the two areas and it was a cave yeah. and it had like the lower level and the upper level. I think they were all spray painted on the upper level. Gotcha. One I of guess them, I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you had to kind of come from both directions to find them. Because one of them was across from the bridge. So the first time I went up, I went all the way to the end, then up. And you, you only could see one or two of the symbols from that direction. So you had to kind of circle back the other direction to find the other last symbol. Yeah. So... Um. After we get the key, we have to go back through 
So I got a little lost here. I wouldn't say lost. I saw on the map where I needed to go. And I was like, well, do I just go back the way I came through past the merchant? Or I was like, can I go that way by going off on one of these little paths with the boat? Um, which, no, you can't. But it did lead me to some treasure that I could find. So I was okay with that. It was probably a 20-minute detour. I didn't care. So yeah. there's one of those little but, detours uh, gets you the golden egg that you can hand over to the merchant. That's right. I got the golden egg, gave it to the merchant. Um, but yeah, well, we have to go back to the merchant, go past where we came from with him. Uh, and then it leads to the arena for the next boss fight. Um, I, I, I remember this boss fight from the original game. Um, I'm not seeing, so we mentioned on the last episode, I'm not seeing that many of those quick time events like there were in the original. Yeah. There were, there was, and I wouldn't even call it a quick time event. There was the, when you fight the boss, so the, the El Gigante is what it's called. Um, it's this giant mutated person. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when you shoot it and it goes down, it has that thing on its back. You can run up to it and kind of slash it a few times by hitting the button. Um, but as far as like dodging out of the way of the rolling boulder or hitting a button to run away from something, none of that stuff's really in this. I think they just got rid of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I just call that like updating it for the year of release. Right, yeah. there's a lot more still contextual right like when he goes down and you do have to like kind of run up and 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 catch the right timing but not as a quick time event it's more like just when you have to kick the the regular ganados when you you know when they're down yeah and that's um i I guess i I like that change obviously um but it makes me think there is a fight later on in this game that is all quick time events. And I'm wondering if that still remains the same because it kind of has to be, because that was the whole, that was, it was like a cutscene fight at the same time. Heard so, or I read somewhere that they changed it. They wanted to keep the spirit of it. So it's mostly parries and counterattacks. Okay. So still kind of in the same vein of not a normal fight. But also right. not purely quick time. Gotcha. But um, yeah, the the fight with the gigante. Yeah, my only issue um, here was I I couldn't really tell if I was hitting him half the time. And what do you mean? I just I I feel like a lot of times I was shooting him. I was aiming mostly for the face, and then once I could hit the thing on his back, I was aiming for that. So um, this is where I. I asked you about the dog or the wolf. If you help the wolf. Yeah. The wolf will show back up and help you with this fight. Oh, well, he certainly did not. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I had the wolf on my side and the wolf doesn't really do damage to the boss. I don't think, but he distracts it. So he can be running after the wolf and then you can shoot it in the back thing. The tendrils on the back. Yeah. So I didn't have too much of an issue here. Um, honestly, the, I feel like the boss fights are easy compared to the, uh, 
stand your ground fights? Yeah, I've definitely died more on the arena style barricade yourself in and especially if there's a chainsaw guy because the idea of one mistimed evade or one time where you engage the wrong guy and somebody comes up behind you with a chainsaw and I'm just dead. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the boss so far has been a little bit more like they set you up for it. I mean, they do with the kind of arena fights too, where there's, you know, there's extra ammo and stuff, but it's, it's less chaotic. So it's, it's weird to me because it's less chaotic and I feel like it's easier. Like El Gigante. But I feel like this game's at its best in those arena fights. It is so tense. It's not scary per se. Like, I was thinking about that when I was playing it today because it's clearly atmospheric and meaning to be scary in a general sense, but it it really isn't trying to evoke fear in you, the player. It's more like, oh, wouldn't you be scared if you were in this environment? But not like Resident Evil 7 where I actually feel scared playing the game. Right. Because of the jump outs and the gross outs. Here, I you know, my overriding feeling often is tension not fear yeah that's that's the thing i think they went with tension and panic over scary yeah you know um that and resident Evil 4 was kind of where they changed it you know like like that was that was the big transition yeah um i still feel a little bit mixed on that while i'm playing this because i'm like oh it's so tense it's so great but it also isn't resident evil that's the same way. I feel the exact same way as I do with Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, I think Metal Gear Solid Five is a fantastic game, but it is a bad Metal Gear game. The one thing that I I I feel like they tuned so so well in this game is how much ammo you have. Yeah. I I never feel like I have enough ammo, but I always seem to have just enough to squeak by each fight. Yep. And I that I don't the... know how you get to how you tune it that well. I mean, it's 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 got to be algorithms. The you know, the game realizes how much ammo you have left, and then you, an enemy will die, and it will drop some ammo. Yeah, or, or an enemy will die, it'll drop you a healing item. Yeah, they must think I always have enough then, because I feel like ninety percent of what I get is pesetas. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want any more of these. Just give me ammo, please. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, there's there's a couple of really good like frantic arenas in this section that we played. Um yeah. So beat yeah. Gigante, we get the we get the key and we go to the church. A lot of churches and a lot of uh, arenas. Yeah. So going to the church and th- this is the end of chapter four, like when we yeah. when we finally meet Ashley. Yeah, the weird I thing think... here, the last thing you do, I think, in this chapter, is where you have to rotate the stained glass. Yes, and I I kind of was weirded out. I'm like, I feel like in any Resident Evil game, this is the kind of thing. All right, you see it. There's three recesses. You need to go find the three gears and then solve the puzzle. But as soon as you get here, two of them are already filled. And you don't really have to search for the third one. So 
I almost felt like they skipped something here. Or possibly. Or it felt like maybe they were trying to speed it up a little bit. So like, well, let's just let's just skip the puzzle, you just do the stained glass part, not the finding yeah. of the gears part. True. That's that's that pretty good observation there. I just I mean, but then again, you know, moving that puzzle around took me a little bit longer than what I thought it should. I had it right, but it was upside down. I'm like, shit, and I had to start it and move it all the way back over again. But, um, yeah, um, make it inside the church, solve the puzzle. There's Ashley. Ashley is very apprehensive of you. In fact, she tries to hit you, I think. Yeah. Um, after, we're like, hey, we're on your side. We're trying to get you out of here. Um, that's, I think, where it ends, I think. Or is it after you run through the cemetery again? No, I think it ends right there. And I think chapter five starts with you basically look out the window and all of a sudden there's a mob coming to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One thing that is happening is that both Leon and Ashley are having these headaches where they can actually hear a voice in their head. Um. I, I, I don't know who it was. It might have been Mendez or it might have been Sadler. I can't remember. Um, that was like talking. Uh, probably Sadler, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, which we have not talked about these people yet. Um, Mendez, we've met before. He's the 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 hat guy. Um, who apparently but, just takes bullets and doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't take explosions very well though. Nope. So, um, but yeah, this is, and, and we get a new mechanic. So, so now we have turned this game into an escort mission. Um, Ashley will follow you, and you have two modes. You can do tight and loose. So, if she's tight, she stays right on you and follows you in that line. If you set it for loose. She will follow you, but she takes other routes trying to go around guys, trying to avoid people. So, so far I haven't really messed with that. I've just had her stay behind me the whole time. Yeah, I have too. The only time I was thinking about it, I think at the end of this chapter we just have to run. Yeah. Um, Because she got caught about six times. Holy crap, yes she did. And I didn't realize I was inches from the cutscene on probably three of those six <laughs> inches I was already on those boards one more step and I would have been done and I didn't know I didn't know I was that close to it so you know a couple times I, I thought about turning around to maybe shoot the, ex- the explosive barrel but all of a sudden Mendez just picks her up and jumps off the cliff game over yep <laughs> No matter where, like, no matter where he picked her up, he apparently was right by the cliff. Yeah, every time he teleports. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, that comes a little bit later. We 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 get established with Ashley, telling her, hey, we're getting you out of here. We have a rendezvous point. We're going to have a helicopter pick us up. Um, so we have to go backtrack through the village. Why was that uh, the helicopter pickup point? Uh, it was not at the beginning of the game. It was, it was like a 
north of the village, right? Yeah, I just kind of wish they would have come closer to us. So making us backtrack through the village. But there's got to be some place they can get closer to us. Right. You know, this is a highly dangerous area. Leon even says that. (laughs) Because I think it happens later on. Because there's a storm coming in. Um, And let me tell you something, man. I get it. They're trying to be atmospheric. The storm is coming. But when you have Leon and Ashley going, ugh, ugh. All the time, I'm thinking I'm getting hit or something. Yeah. Or or there's an enemy around or something like that. But it, no, it's just them reacting to the storm, the high winds. I'm just like, do we need that, guys? So I don't know, but yeah, storm coming in. We got to go back through the village. I was able to finally get that treasure because I now had Ashley with me and I could boost her up into that barn so she could open the door for me. Cool, got that off my list. Um, there was also, uh, before, before we got to where we need to go with Ashley, there was that one quest you had to do for the merchant where you had to hunt down the, the dog. Yeah. I, I must've done something out of order because I feel like I killed four or five dogs. Then I got the quest and then I never saw another dog. So you have to go back to the, the house where you had to do the puzzle with the, the spinning orb to make the symbol. Yeah. You have to go back there with Ashley and um, go up into the attic and that triggers the dog to show up right outside of the house. Uh, and then you have to chase back after him into the village itself and then that's where you fight him. That dog takes a lot of shots. So yeah, I uh, but I I was able to get that one. Um, trying to think. That's when we, after getting through the village, that's when we get chased by Mendez. Yeah, on the on the way out. Yeah, we go through the doors that we were never able to go through, and that's when Mendez is there. Um, and so Matt, as you said, if Ashley gets picked up by Mendez game over, you can't shoot him to drop her or anything like that. She got jumped. She got, she got captured by Mendez like five times with me within the first, probably 20 seconds of running. Yeah. So one issue because you're running from Mendez. You're going through this area, and there's villagers trying to get you to. All right? All right? There's like five villagers standing there. Pull out a flash grenade. Boom. Guess what? That also blinds Ashley. I didn't know this. I was running. She wasn't. So she's grabbed. Yeah. I feel like at least Ooh. once or twice she got hit. When somebody would like swing at me and she was behind me, she got hit, slowed down, yep. then she was grabbed. Yep. That's exactly what happened a couple of times with me. There's the part right when you, you know, the, basically the first thing you do in the chase, there's like a, a wagon with an explosive barrel on it. Yep. 
you know, I take the two or three slow steps until the guys get close to the barrel, shoot it. But then there's a lady right after that that comes charging at me half the time. And so she knocked Ashley back once or twice to get picked up. Once or twice, the first time it happened, I was just kind of halfway there and I turned around to shoot the guy, which wasn't a great idea. Yeah. I think one of the loading screens during that was like, don't try to shoot Mendez. It does yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. But, um, yeah, when I was doing that, when I finally beat it, I just pulled out my shotgun and was like, run, stop, boom, run, stop, boom, and just kept going. Not like I'd shoot, I'd shoot a guy. Sometimes they would turn into the, the parasite thing. So we didn't mention that. We finally ran into the, 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 the tentacle thing that would come out of their necks when you shot their head off. Yeah. Um, those things still suck. They do, but I don't think I ever realized in the original game how susceptible they were to the flash grenades. Yeah, now, yeah, they instantly kill them, don't they? Yeah, instant kill. Even if there's yeah. two or three of them around, it's quite a way to save other ammo. And I've always just kind of written off the flash grenades. I'm like, look, I'm not usually that tactical where I love the idea of a flash grenade and then I'll go up maybe melee two or three or four people, but I feel like half the time I try to do that, I get up next to them and all of a sudden the stun wears off and they grab me. Yeah. But it's a totally different ball game with with the tentacles because they just vaporize in the light. Yeah. I think there was like a maybe the merchant said that? I can't remember. Yeah. Remember you could he, he lets you purchase the, the recipe for them. And he's like, yeah, he said the, the parasite hates them. They hate, that's why they don't come out in, in, during the day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, a good point to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, no, because now they're here, and that, that will eat up a lot of ammo if you don't have the flash grenades. Yep. But uh, we were able to escape Mendez. Um the uh, the bridge, the swinging bridge that we went across falls. So he's over over there and we're over here. He's not happy about it, but he walks away. And we travel more with Ashley. And we run into, I would say, the most frantic I've been in this game so far. The fight with Luis? No, 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 no. Before Luis. Or wait. Yeah, Luis. It's Luis and then the Chainsaw Sisters, right? Is that how it is? Uh, yeah, those are both pretty intense fights, but they're different fights, right? Yeah, they are different fights. Yeah, so I think it's I, with Luis I, first, right? Yeah, we do Luis, and that's the end of the chapter. And then the next chapter is we're going through a different part of the area. We have to get the, the crank and the chainsaw sister show up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, we run into Luis again. Um and he tells us hurry up because we're getting chased again. Hurry up. We'll barricade ourselves in this uh this house. We have actually hide. So we don't have to worry about her. And Luis is there and he's helping us fight these guys off. Now, I don't know if this is a time or two, or if just got to yeah. kill numerous guys. 
Yeah, exactly. I thought that during the fight. I'm like, I don't know if I just need to survive or if I better just get killing because it might be you have to kill 20 guys or something. Oh, well, I killed more than 20. I this think between a... me, and, me and Luis, I think we killed probably about 100 dudes. Oh, yeah. This was intense. Um, that was pretty intense because yeah. they just keep coming. It's, and then they take I, it I up to the second floor. Yeah, they take it up the second floor. So that's that's the thing is like I would say this is like the village, the very beginning of the game, uh, times about two or three. Yeah, because you do very small space to run around in. The one saving grace is Luis will give you ammo. He'll throw you ammo occasionally. Yeah. Um, and after this fight, I had two bullets to my name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did too, and that's where I felt like the game, you know, is just tuned so well because I was watching out of the corner of my brain my ammo levels go down, and the number there's still so many guys around. I'm like, I just don't know what to do in three minutes because I'm gonna run out of ammo immediately, and then yeah, you 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 know, a couple of enemies drop it and. Luis gives you some, and you, you squeak through, but it's tense. Yeah. Yeah. That Nothing. Was, that was hardcore. One of the most gratifying moments so far, though, is, is putting down a regular grenade in that room when there was about four enemies in the corner. Yeah. I was like, oh, better look at the value on that grenade. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, it was, it was, that was a hard one. Um, yeah, I probably I died like, okay, two, two I... or three times. Yeah, I think I died maybe twice, but uh, I was like, okay, do I need to go ahead and move upstairs, and or, or should I save it? Um, but yeah, it, I made it through eventually. Um, I did a lot of running around, like yeah. looking for ammo. But yeah, when when that chapter ended, like we we ran through the doors and closed them, and I was like, yeah, I don't have no ammo. Yeah. And the difficulty is so perfect, too. I mean, I guess it's a function of how much ammo you have. And since that's tuned well, maybe it just automatically means the difficulty is tuned well. But I love that these big boss fights, big arenas, I'm always dying a couple of times, but never dying ten times. Right. You know, it's pretty quick to repeat with the continue. And a lot of them, either it's kind of an unlucky break where you didn't see a guy and they killed you, or you're still just kind of feeling out where they're coming from. And so I feel like by the time I learn the scenario, I can beat the scenario without too much problem. And that just, mm -hmm. it's such a gratifying sense of progression without the frustration that comes with just like beating your head up against it. You're like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep trying until something lucky happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, if anything, this game is very balanced. Yeah. I'm curious of how it would be on the harder difficulty because I'm playing on standard mode. Um, that harder difficulty may be beat your head against the wall. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, that was that was a great that was a great encounter. And yeah, and then, then the brute comes at the end, right when I'm just about out of ammo. Like you got to be kidding me. Yep. This. Uh, one of the things I loved about the remakes, so Resident Evil 2 did it great, 3 did it good, and this game does it good too, is the comments that Leon will make. Oh, yeah. 
like there's been one there's been a couple of times where like I'll shoot a guy and then the tentacles come out and Leon's just like, Gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and there was there was what was the one there was there was one time it was whenever I was still in the lake area and the tentacle thing popped out and I think I'm pretty sure Leon said, Yep, I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah. And he, he, they did it really good there. They did it really good in uh, Resident Evil 2. I remember there were a couple of times where I'd, I'd shoot a, a zombie in Resident Evil 2 and Leon would just go, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, it, it feels like if anything, they they had the time, like that level of detail and just like even tuning those comments. They're like, all right, we're going to make sure everything is super polished. Yeah, yeah. One of the coolest things when I play Resident Evil 2 Remake, I know I keep going back to Resident Evil 2 Remake, but I'm sorry, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, one of the coolest things I thought was, because um, you're using a flashlight a lot in that game. He held held a flashlight in his, his left hand, had the gun in his right hand. If you reloaded, he would take the flashlight, put it in between his neck and his shoulder, and reload with his with both hands and then take it back up. I was like, that's perfect. And yeah. the thing is, they 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 modeled it in such a way that the light was real. So it, so it was actually coming from that flashlight, and it, it but it it never actually affected the light itself as far as you seeing. So it was always the the light was always in the same spot. So it it both looks visually cool, but it also doesn't hinder your gameplay. Yeah, there were so many things about that remake is phenomenal. It's so good, so good. Uh, and this, like, I have to give it to this game. Like, I, I'm turning on Resident Evil Four because for the longest time I was like, eh, it wasn't really my style. I'm kind of digging this game. Yeah, I'm enjoying like, it a lot. I mean, I loved the first one, and I still feel the same conflicted nature. But now going through it a second time, it's just undeniably great. Yeah, it's so good. And it it's so good. It doesn't have that sense that Resident Evil 3 had on either occasion that it, it feels a little bit like a cash-in or it's cheap or it's a little redundant or it's not enough. There's not enough meat on the bone. This, I mean, you know, it, this is a not a eight or nine hour game, right? It's a, it's a meaty adventure and you go to a lot of places the moment to moment feels great. The atmosphere feels great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just no, it just it feels like it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah, no, this is a solid, solid game, and and the remake with the additions that they have added, like the the lake area and stuff like that, breaks up some of the monotony of going from hallway to arena, hallway to arena. Like, oh, you can explore. You can go over here if you want to. You don't have to, you know. And they've got you know, treasures and little little puzzles and secrets and stuff like that scattered around. So you always feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Um, and then whenever you get bored of that, you can go do a, you can go do the shooting gallery with the merchant, or you can go tune your stuff, or you can go do a quest for the merchant, or you can continue with the story a little bit. There's, it's per, like uh, with the gameplay perfectly balanced. The, the time spent in this game is perfectly balanced. Yeah. If you want to continue the story, all the story beats are there. They're all uh, spaced out perfectly well. If you don't want to com- continue with the story and you want to do something else in the game, we've got plenty of stuff for you to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a solid package. Solid package. But yeah, back to and I just hand. I, I love so much of the exploring in this game because it's not just you know, and I know Resident Evil has done this and I and I don't hate it, but it's not just like sewers and hallways. Like this next section where you're you know, I, I guess you are many times so far in this game, but you're in this kind of it, it's like a fort almost. Yeah. It's like these wooden barricades and wooden spikes and and the uh like just just everything's illuminated by the flames, all the the rocky paths are all reflective like it's just rained like it's just got such a cool atmosphere to be exploring yeah yeah they change it up a good amount yeah and then all of a sudden there's a castle like yeah you know it's just yeah so many so many different environments i just it's it's it really every you know even even the gameplay itself and you know the things you just described like the you know get Get doing the, the side quests and, and picking up crest pieces and picking up all the little collectibles. All that stuff would be good, but I feel like the the views and the variety of locations and the variety of enemies even, right? Like we just fought El Gigante and you know there, there are multiple different bosses and while you do fight a lot of infected villagers, they, you know, they, they use them in interesting enough ways that coupled with the environment just i feel like every every 20 minutes i'm doing something different than i was 20 minutes ago yeah yeah definitely but um yeah after we beat the the stand your ground uh with luis uh we escape and uh get the cutscene with uh Ashley now coughing up blood and Luis is like yeah you guys are both infected and you got probably how long do you say less than 24 hours yeah I think so and then there was some there was some note that we picked up that said there is a way to slow it down yeah and he's like, there is, a, because it hasn't fully taken over you yet, we can remove the parasite. He's like, I know how to do it. And I'll call you later and let you know how we do it. I was like, okay. And that's the end of the chapter. Going into chapter six, it starts off with Luis. So this is a new cutscene because I don't remember this. Um, Luis is uh walking and he runs into ada wong mm-hmm. so the i remember when we first ran into ada in the first game it was kind of like a big reveal and this one he's just like hey ada and i was like mm, why, why would you why would you do it like that she's just kind of there and she's she's obviously using Luis to get something for her um, we don't know what, but he said he would get it for her. Um, I think that was all of the cutscene, right? Yeah, it was just, it was pretty mysterious. 
And he's yeah. just like, oh, I thought you would help me get out. And she said, well, I'm not helping you get out until you get me my item. Yeah, pretty much. So, Leon, we, uh, I'm trying to imagine where we need to go. We're trying to find the, 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 I think we're still trying to move on to the to the rendezvous point, right? And the uh Hunnigan tells us that well because of the storm we can't land right now and Leon's like, We ain't got no options, this place is too dangerous, you need to get us the hell out of here right now. He's like, Well you need to keep moving and he's like, Okay, we'll swim if we need to <laughs> Um so we eventually run into a door that we can't open. We had to have a crank for. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, like, this is a lot place. of like shanty town and yeah. wooden plank village that we kind of just keep walking through until, yeah, until we get to the big door that requires the crank. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, you go into the building next to it. I think, and it's got it's got a crank sitting on the wall. Yep, and we go to get it and the wall starts to get chopped up by a couple of chainsaws and there are these two uh, burlap bag overhead women swinging chainsaws at us. Um, I have referred to them as well as a fact that I looked at, uh, the chainsaw sisters. Yep. (laughs) And the Louise thing was pretty pretty hardcore this one became very hardcore for me because I feel like I probably should have cleared out some people because all of a sudden the entire nation of Spain came after me (laughs) along with these two chainsaw women and I was like okay how do I handle this so I just ran around the village. I did a full circle of this little area before shooting anybody. What? I noticed it was, yeah, no, I did. Because I was like, oh, crap. All right, I got to find an escape plan. Um, I didn't look at this area good enough. So I looked around. I saw that there were multiple lanterns that you could shoot that would fall down. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me lead them to there. So I led them to them, used that. I was able to kill one chainsaw sister pretty easily i think i'd wounded her a good amount with the fire but then i a couple of shotgun shots and she was dead the other one was relentless and i swear to you i don't know how many times i went in for a shot and one of the random villagers would be like for the president and jump in front of him i was (laughs) like okay i did not want to shoot you i wanted to shoot the chainsaw lady um also when she has her chainsaw up if you shoot her chainsaw, it does no damage. It bounces off of her. Yeah. But I was able to take him down. I didn't die here. Um, I did get close, though. I had to use my, my one and only first aid spray. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing that's quite limited in this game. I feel like the majority of this game, I've walked around with zero health options. Yeah. And that just seems wild to me. I don't ever feel comfortable if I don't have at least, like, two and I almost never in this game have had two like full refill options, be it a first aid yeah. spray or a you know combined herb. Yeah, 
But yeah, th- this uh, fight, I never actually left the room that they break into. Holy crap, dude. And I, I, I actually started off feeling pretty powerful because the fact that they come in right next to each other, this is the, this is the one use that I had really, really, um, enjoyed the, the bolt thrower because I, prepped the bolt thrower with and added on the explosive round. So when they came through, I just shot one with the explosive round and it took them both out. And I just did that with all five rounds. I think I had four left, four rounds and then one or two grenades and they were done. And then it was just mop up the villagers when they come through the door. Damn. I probably should have done that. It used up all my, my heavy ammo and, there were a couple of times where, you know, because I was just kind of, there's like a table, I think, in the middle, and I kind of just kept going. I'd just sprint to the other side of the room and turn around and just get my couple of shots in before they closed in on me. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple of times where there wasn't a great place to run because there were villagers on one side and a chainsaw sister on the other. Yeah. Nah, I used the whole, the whole area. I made I made Ashley uh, hide in a locker, <laughs> and uh, she stayed in that locker the whole time. So I just uh, just made her do that and gave me free reign. But uh, after that, we get the crank, open the door, and that then leads to uh, the merchant and we can save there and then moves uh, the merchant sets up shop right there at the boss fight. He's basically just like, Hey, you might want to be ready before you walk in that room there. (laughs) Yeah. If you've not played games before that, you know, that'll tell you what's coming up next. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have our boss fight with Mendez. Mendez is, he's a, He's preaching to us, talking about his God, giving him his gift. We shoot him a bunch of times and he does nothing. But uh, there's a nice little explosive barrel there. And we shoot that and kaboom. uh, His body kind of falls apart and we see what he's actually made of. He looks like a spider crab looking thing. Yeah, so he's kind of weird. Was he always kind of a tentacle, or like a a fully controlled by the parasite entity, and he just covered it all up with the trench coat, or was that just kind of inside him and it wasn't wasn't visible at all until we blew up his skin suit? I think we had to blow up his skin suit because there was a lot of like gore there. Yeah. So it was almost like he shed his skin a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fight. Once again, I didn't have any trouble with this fight. It's, it's there's two phases to it. He's kind of in our face, trying to like grab us. Yeah, mostly shotgun and TMP on this section, first section for me. Yeah, I, I just shotgun him in the face. Um, and when he went down, I would run up and stab him in the neck. And then the second phase, he gets up on the rafters and the the place is now on fire. 
So he's grabbing like flaming boards and throwing at us. So we kind of have to dodge those. I was not, not good at dodging those. No, I wasn't either. And then he would sometimes grab like explosive barrels and you could shoot the barrels as he's holding them and it would do a good amount of damage to him. And I was thinking, do I need to just wait for him to pull up the barrels? But then he would come back to you and try to grab you again. And I was like, all right, well, I'll shoot him here too to make him back off. And then I started just shooting him while he was at a distance too. Because I'm thinking that's still doing damage. Yeah, I think so. Because I think I killed him when he was at a distance just with uh, handgun runs. That's what I'm thinking too. But killed him. He dies. His eyeball pops out. I run up and grab his eyeball. Uh, Ashley's there. She's like, come on, let's go. Place is burned down. And I said, you wait a minute. So I ran around this entire building while it's on fire and knocked over every barrel and stuff like that and grabbed all the little trinkets I could. (laughs) (laughs) Then I left. Um, We continue on down the road, which leads to a drawbridge. When we walk across the drawbridge, it then comes up and we look forward and we are at the base of a castle. And that's where the end of chapter six, and that's where I stopped. Yeah, it feels like it's out of uh, Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something. Yeah, it does seem like that. It does seem like that. I did like Leon's little comment when the drawbridge came up. He said, well, at least we won't be followed. Yeah. (laughs) Ominous as to what's ahead of us, but at least there's nothing behind us. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going to stop for the day. I've got uh, no emails. But um, if you would like to send an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also X at us. Follow us on X. Sorry, I'm what? At DML. <laughs> X, yeah, right. I am DML Fury, Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. I'm really enjoying my time with this game. Yeah. I really am. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I don't remember. Like, I remember being in the castle, and I remember the robe dudes running after me. Um... But after that, I can't really remember. I think we eventually go into a laboratory. I can't remember, though. There's always a laboratory in Resident Evil, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm excited to see where it goes. This is this has been a really good time. You know, even, even with the, the headaches of actually being stupid. Yeah, a few times she's gotten me into trouble or gotten us into trouble, but... Um, the fact that you can sometimes make her hide was really helpful. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. And until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back with the continuation of Resident Evil 4 Remake. 